What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. And KT. And we're back with another episode. Sorry, guys. We left you. We didn't have an episode for last week. Some things got in the way. But we are here for this episode, and we got something good for you. As you can hear, Joy is not here. We called her. She never answered, so... What can we say? Um, let's get right into it. Don't forget to hit us up on our social media accounts. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash talk it out podcast, an Instagram at talk it out podcast, and a Twitter at talk it out underscore pod. Use the hashtag talk it out pod for a retweet. And you can go to tiopodcast.com slash episodes to listen to episodes, as well as SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, all of that great, amazing things. Now, Oh, don't forget about merch, tiopodcast.com slash shop, where you can shop for merch if you want to enter the chance to win free merch, which is closing very soon. Go to tiopodcast.com slash survey to tell us a little bit about what we can change, what you like, this, that, and the other. We want to make it better for y'all in 2018, which reminds me, I want to shout out Miss Nina Cash Memphis for... um. First of all, being from Memphis, the best. And then uh, for the love and support and for wishing us a happy New Year's. Thanks, love. All right, let's get right into this episode. Today's episode is going to be um, about this generation. And it's a lot. You hear a lot of people on the news saying the millennials are the worst. This generation is the worst. The crime, this, the no respect, this, that, and the other. We're going to talk about a lot of different things that um, people are blaming us for. And saying that we're doing this terrible and we're just going to we're just going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the way we're perceived in society. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, crime and the millennials and crime. And we're going to talk about uh, drugs for a second. So this is going to be a very good episode. So let's get right into it. This this topic was spurred because two weeks ago in Memphis, there was a fight. Um at the Wolf Chase Mall, or one week ago in Memphis. And in the fight, there were guns involved, and shots were fired. And the perpetrators were all in their early 20s, so like 23, 22, around our age. So when this story broke out, there was a lot of conversation on how this generation has a lack of respect. I heard a lot of the elders, a lot of my family members saying, this generation has no respect for authority. This generation was way worse than our generation. So I want to kind of talk about that. What do you think when people say, KT, this generation is more violent than the previous generations and this generation lacks respect? Now, first I'll ask you if you think that's true. And if you think that's true, what do you think could be some contributing factors? Um, I'm going to say no, I don't think that's true. And the reason why I say no, I don't think that's true is going to be because I feel as if um, the previous generation was probably just as bad as uh, the gen- generation that we have now. The only difference now, I feel like, is that we can see it on social media, uh, how people are acting and reacting to certain situations in comparison to how they've seen it before. So while it may seem as if 
you know, millennials are being worse or our generation is worse than the previous generation. I think it's just a matter of visibility, really. Mm. Yeah. What you think? I think that's definitely a, a part of it. Like like you said, we we live in the age now of 24-hour news plus social media where everything is posted. So it's just like we, we, we're we seeing crime, we're seeing mess every day. Now, there could be a case that this generation lacks respect, which we can get into in a second. But as far as this generation being more violent, I don't know if I see it. Like, I've heard people say this generation is the generation that's going to lead us to the path of destruction. And I said, are we just going to forget about history in general? We're just going to forget all history right now. Like, there was times when people were literally being beheaded in, in the streets. People were being lynched, having lynching parties. People were shooting folks up just random willy-nilly and all over. Like, there... This this time is not any more violent than any other time. Actually, crime has gone down in America, but I think it's just you know people they when they when they think of themselves they always have this nostalgic look at it. According to my mom, apparently no no children were ever disrespectful to their parents back when she was a child in the eighties, and no no people were doing crime, and everybody listened to their parents, and nobody got in trouble, and it was all willy nilly. It's, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a disassociation of their how they were in their life. Like you said, it's kind of like, oh, well, my life was like this. And, like, they just kind of disassociate themselves from all the bad stuff that was going on. Right, and even I do that, because I'll be thinking, like, well, ooh, even when I was a teenager, we weren't doing it like that. But it's like, yeah, I wasn't doing that, and maybe my friends weren't doing that, but I wasn't watching really the news. I wasn't paying attention to no news. I really didn't even know what was going on in the real world anyway, so... I don't have a good frame point in which to, to view the world. I mean, my mom did grow up in the hood, but it's like, I assure you, like, you were you were a teenager in the 80s, in the crack era. I know for a good and for a fact, people were shooting up folks all the time. This is not nothing new that just happened. But, um... Especially, I kind of want to talk about, like, the disrespect thing. Yeah. Like, um... I feel like what she means by no one, they weren't disrespected, quote unquote, is like the fact that she may feel as if, um, like maybe this is a reach, but like back in the day, like children were being beat. Mm -hmm. And so like if they said anything, then they were afraid they're going to die. So like the children that raised us, our parents, more than likely weren't as uh, abusive towards us. I'm not going to say they weren't, but they're probably not as abusive as us. So they gave us more leadway, and now we're, quote-unquote, disrespectful. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't that's know. exactly what she told me. She was saying uh, she grew up in a... Here's the thing. I invited my mom to the show, and she said she didn't want to be on here. So I'm, I'm saying the stuff that she said. So she said back in her day, children were supposed to be seen and not heard. They had no voice. And I remember she was talking to one of her friends and was like, they're children. They don't need a voice. And she was like, well, I do think children are people, so they they need to be comfortable to express themselves respectfully and feelings and stuff like that. But she said she thinks they took it too far. 
and let the people let let the children have too much say. And so now they just think they can say whatever to anybody. And I'm like, no, because first of all, sometimes even me and my 25 year old self, me having any objection to what she said is seen as disrespect. Like at a certain point, we have to get get these terms defined correctly. What exactly is disrespect? Is it disrespectful for me to disagree with with something that you're saying? Not at all. KT and I disagree all the time. Sometimes we get disrespectful, but a lot of times we don't get dis- disrespectful. No, we disagree. You don't have to. Just because you disagree doesn't mean you're being disrespectful. Disrespectful is when you're belittling somebody, when you're uh, disrespectful. When you're embarrassing them, when you're trying to make them feel low, which a lot of people do to children. Interesting. And like people are like, oh, these children so disrespectful. They don't even know how to talk to a child like a human being. Oh, that reminds me. I was in a Facebook debate. You know, my favorite. Anyway, I was in a Facebook debate and uh, this girl posted a comment or this girl posted a status. And this was the status. She basically said that... She was in the grocery store and she seen this kid. This kid was two years old and he was throwing a fit and hitting his mom. Mm-hmm. And she said if she was that kid's mom, she would have picked him up and whooped his ass. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I commented on it and I was like, children learn what they you know, what they are taught. So more than likely, that parent has consistently been whooping them to begin with. And so basically, that's probably the reason why that child is throwing a temper tantrum. And so then I made a status and I was like, you know, I'm I'm tired of people treating children like they're not supposed to be children. And then she was like, well, I'm a teacher and I understand both sides of it. I don't want children to be hit, but also sometimes there's a line between discipline and punishment. I was like, what? How, what is the, like, you're still being disrespectful to that child. You can't just sit here and uh, say that you would pick up a child and whoop them just because you see them throwing a temper tantrum because that's how they learn that. They, parents whoop them and uh, basically that whooping gets that parent's way so then that child in return feels that that's the same thing they need to do that's the thing and that's what i'm saying it's just like but i'm like my mama she was, she was going good going good yes we we disrespect our, we were we felt like we didn't have a voice as a children this and that and the other but now we gave them too much of us i don't think it's that they've given them too much of a voice i think it's just that there's sometimes a lack of discipline in the homes, correct discipline, correct. not dictatorship, yeah. not is my way or the highway, shut up, sit down. It's a lack of discipline in the fact that if you do something, okay, there's consequences, but we're not going overboard and we're not finna be emotionally abusive and manipulative and stuff like that. I Because I assure you, most of the people, like the, the children I work with, the pre-K, the kids that are acting up or that have those quote unquote behavior problems or something like that, they get whoopings and they get whoopings consistently. Like every time their teacher tells the the, the parents something, they get a whooping. It don't work. I don't think whoopings work for anybody because they say 
Well, whoopings works don't work for everybody, but it works for most. And I'm like, so the but the people that the whoopings do work for, they something else probably work for them better. Like even people who did get whoopings and they say it quote unquote worked for them, they have some type of communication problems or they have a mental health issue or like they can't talk to their parents like they should be able to and things like that. Like whoopings do not work. Like, and I think it's just that now that that we're grown and we don't receive whoopings, then we're like, oh, yeah, because no child or nobody in the midst of getting whoopings is like, oh, please give me a whooping because I know it's going to make me better. No, it's just you're from the outside looking in and you kind of I think sometimes people kind of want to take it out on take it out on somebody else like they dealt with that trauma or whatever and they just want to take it out on uh the children now because it's like well it happened to me like but you're not really trying to help anything um, what do you think is, is causing all the crime uh right now because they say it's because we have a there's a lack of disrespect what what well, a lack of respect so, so what do you think is causing all the crime do you think that's true is it just because people just are disrespectful like they came out the womb disrespectful and and so they just now they just being terrible people what, what do you think is the cause for some of this crime and violence what in our communities kind of crime are you talking about like i'm talking about like the wolf chase thing like in memphis we get instances where people are coming they're fighting and then they're pulling out guns and, and shooting each other and we got deals where folks over there robbing people and folks over here selling drugs and doing this thing what do you think what do you think is some of the causes is it just because this generation has just been completely effed over from their parents from them being too nice or do you think it's something else what do you think i wasn't i don't want to say i'm not wasn't violent i think i was angry as a teenager but that's neither here nor there um let me think so i feel like um crime i think I think crime stems from, like, a lack of opportunity. I think part of it's, like, a lack of opportunity. If, like, that's all your life has been or if that is something that you feel is the quickest way out of your current situation or whatever it is that you've went through, then that's where you're going to, that's what that's the road you're going to take. You know, people don't wake up in the morning, like, automatically and say well i'm ready to get up and kill someone like there is always some type of traumatic experience that has led them to that mm. so i think it i think it has to do with your life experience really like where you grew up and and how your experience through life has really taken you like where it's taken you I agree. yeah okay. so what you think yeah i agree most of that that's why I think it is for these children. Like, we talk about the school-to-prison pipeline. I have lots and lots and lots and lots of stories I can tell y'all about working in the school system. It's really tragic. And it's, it's just, like, a lot of these children don't even have a chance. Like, they literally have no chance, especially in some parts of the community in Memphis where the schools are just so bad and the neighborhoods are just so poor. Literally, the only way you can get out is if you get a, a, a sports scholarship. And until then, you're going to be stuck in the hood more than likely for the rest of your life be because it's just the way it is. And it's like we don't because the schools are so bad is they can't get no scholarship to no good college and no full ride because their grades aren't good because the, 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 the schools and the teachers didn't have enough time or they couldn't teach them or they didn't teach them or whatever. Grades or yeah, oh, we had a great change, great changing scandal. But 
it's just no hope for a lot of these kids. And Memphis, it's like we don't care. None of these, because I was watching this documentary called Dope on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And the cities they were in were predominantly black cities where sometimes the poverty rate was like over like 50% of the people were in poverty. Yep. Like, we can't ignore these correlations. We can't just look at it as like, okay, and just throw it away. No, this, this stuff, it all plays a part into it. And some people say, well, that's not an excuse. I made it. I made it. I assure you, the people that made it had people that were not in their community that helped them out. Yeah. Like mentors and things like that. They didn't pull themselves up from their own bootstrap. No. They didn't. They didn't just say, "Well, I'm finna get out." To, more than likely, they didn't say, "Well, I'm finna get out the hood." And they just did it all by themselves. They were able to apply for FAFSA by themselves. They were able to get into college by themselves. They had help. So we need to we need to work on that. If we ain't got money, we need to just be able to help the communities by tutoring the kids and mentoring them and and trying to get them out of trying to help them find a better way a trade or something like that but like even even people who like because on that dope documentary i'm thinking about that guy who's like i had great parents but like i still turned to crime and like i think of that in like a way because it's almost as if like regardless if you do have someone there like going to crime or like selling drugs and doing things like that is like so much quicker and you can get like more money that way as opposed to actually being like a uh, person working at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? And And like, that's a, yeah, that's literally the thing. Like it's so much easier to do that. And because of that, that is what makes crime so luxurious looking, you know? that's, That's what I'm saying. Because like even in Memphis, like, we have, oh, there's plenty of jobs, plenty of jobs that's going to pay you minimum wage, plenty of warehouse and factory jobs. You want to sweat to death and, and, and stay on your feet all day. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of those jobs. But how how many of those jobs are jobs you can say you're going to make a career out of? And even then, Memphis is like 60 percent black it's a predominantly black community but in those positions in those corporate positions very few of them are black majority of them are white the people that are working in the warehouses is pretty much all black all hispanic so it's like there really is no choice like we get amazon coming down here and people think this is just gonna be the best thing for the community but i'm like how many of those jobs are going to be good well-paying jobs that's going to help people actually move uh, upward mobility move out of the move out of the ghetto into a uh, middle class home like we have to be thinking about this stuff and that's why i mean the crime and the, the violence and stuff is not good it's ter- it's terrible obviously we don't want nobody to die or nothing like that but i do see why a lot of people go to resort to crime especially in these poor neighborhoods this is not a coincidence People are making big bank money, more than I could ever dream of. If I wasn't afraid for my life, I would probably do it. It it is a huge risk for them to do that, too. Which brings me to the fact that I'm mad about how uh, marginalized people are basically, well, not even marginalized people, black people are basically thrown to jail. For crime. But here you have these CNN people smoking weed mm-hmm. on the news. Yep. I'm so angry about that. I, I told Gabby, like, I just keep thinking back to it. Like, literally, mm-hmm. 
you have these white people on CNN smoking weed, these white moms that are getting, uh, you know, news things saying, white mom made multi-million dollars off of her special quote-unquote brownies and then you have a picture of uh, a person of color who's basically being thrown in jail for a gram of weed it makes no sense to me like how can you how can you say like that to me that was just that's kind of like one of those just eye-opener things people talk about how like sometimes republicans will find their way to the Demo- to be democrats eventually and like it's what is it called something like a para para something shift i don't know what i'm paradox. talking about yeah that and basically they like do that if if anything would get you to do that just like look at those two things like literally we are throwing people and criminalizing people of color for one gram of weed and we have CNN people smoking weed on the news who are white. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Like, it's just... The system is just messed up. Like, <sighs> And they ask, they ask, ask us why we're like this. Why we're like this. I don't think, like why I said... I don't think I don't think I know this generation ain't any worse than any other one. Don't let them even get that in your head. But when you just think of the way that the like we pretty much came of age in the recession era. It nobody had no money, and then now we come in of age in Trump era where we finna really not have no money. And it's like it's not a lot of hope for some people. So, and and then it's, it's other things too. Like I mean, what would cause you to pull out a gun on somebody? Well, obviously you have a very a, a huge amount of anger, and you don't know how to process that because you probably won't ever talk that. And then we have all these access to all these guns from the black market, and, and you, it's just and like you were beat up on Facebook Live by your uncle, and you see everybody in the comments saying he probably deserved it, like. Ew, I remember seeing that, yes, video. that video. The uncle. I'm sure I'm doing this because I love you. That reminds me of, uh, I watched, I was watching the Allen Iverson documentary, and he said the way he knew his, uh, whoever that was that was taking care of him loved him is because he was cutting class, and then his the man came to his, um came to his school and almost threw him through the windshield and he said well you know that's how I knew uh he loved me and the man was like yep and I held on to him because I was letting him know if I throw you through the windshield I'm going through there too so I love you like is that how we show love now like y'all gets to get it too I think it's hyper masculinity plays a part into it as well it really does like and I'm it's it's just so much stuff to tackle, to, like, but nobody, but nobody is tackled. Nobody in the higher ups, they don't care. It's throw money at it or throw them in jail. Like they're not actually trying to find ways in which to do this. It's all a big money making business. Like Miss C said, there is there is um is money in failure. There's money in people failing in the schools. There's money in people going to jail. There's money in folks dying from. Uh, from a gun violence and stuff like that it's, it's money and everything it's, it's just a, a hot funky moving mess so about back to these drugs i'm all for uh, decriminalization of marijuana i think that really needs to happen actually i'm thinking this is actually kind of radical i don't know how it will be done but i feel like if there was some way because most of this violence is caused by 
you know, drug dealers and stuff, stealing from each other, you know, and stuff. I feel like if the drug game could be regulated in some way, even though, like, not for heroin and stuff like that, but, like, for marijuana and, like, something else that's not as deadly, then it could cut down on a lot of violence. Because what if what if these folks, when somebody stole their product or somebody robbed them, they could go to jail. I mean, they could sue them in court. Like that can the reason that a lot of this violence is going on is because they don't have nobody to turn to. Who they going to tell if somebody stole they, they stash of weed? Who they going to tell if somebody stole some money that they had just got from? Nobody, because then they're going to have to tell on themselves. Like, I feel like if there was a way for I don't know how it would happen, maybe in the utopian world. But that would cut down on a lot of this crime that's going on. As far as the overdosing, KT showed me something that said Portugal has decriminalized some some hard drug or some drug, weed and cocaine and stuff like that. Okay, so basically, as for decriminalization, and probably this would be a way to quote unquote regulate it. Not necessarily, but I mean, it could lead to the to the way to regulate it. So basically, in 2001, Portugal uh, decided to decriminalize the use of all drugs. Uh, that's going to be like weed, cocaine, heroin. Like it literally would not matter. Basically, Portugal decided the the to treat possession and use of small quantities of these drugs as a public health issue instead of them actually throwing people in jail for it. So if you're caught with a little bit of weed or if you're caught with a little bit of heroin or anything like that, you could basically get a small fine and then be referred to like a treatment program instead of being thrown to jail. So I think that would be like, that would be literally great. Uh, basically, uh, the article that I read went on to say that Portugal, uh, basically, they have three in, I think it's like one million. Let me, sorry. Uh, among Portuguese adults, there are three drug overdose deaths for every one million citizens. Yeah. Comparable numbers in other countries for, range from, uh, in the UK, 126.8 per million, and in the Netherlands, 44.6 per million. But so, like, yeah, it's probably even more in America. So, yeah, crazy. Interesting. Yeah, something needs to be done, though, because it's just getting out of control. But we are thinking about doing an episode. We're going to bring people who have been addicted to drugs, and we want to bring them on and interview them and talk to them about what caused them to become addicted and stuff like that. And let us know if you would like to hear that episode. Hit us up on Twitter at TalkItOut underscore pod, and let us know if you'd like to hear that. Um, So I'm going to go back to the children thing. Uh, people are, are basically are going to grow up based on how they're raised or how they're treated as a child. So I think that the reason why a lot of things happen nowadays is based on how our generation or the previous generation raised us. Mm-hmm. Um, so how they whooped us and how they got, made us get switches and, um, Things like that. I think that played a, a big role into who we are. Uh, it was the 80s. So a lot of that had to do with maybe some of our parents were on drugs. Um, or their parents were on drugs. Yeah. 
and they didn't have the time or the patience or the resources to not only take care of us, but like get help for for what they needed to get help for. Um, so like, yeah, that's basically it. I think it's how we're raised, really. I think that's really how it goes. Yeah, and I think these this the older folks they just. Like I said, yeah, they're having revisionist history. They forget, and they just want to have somebody to blame instead of looking at the big picture. Like everybody, I mean, none of the, none of these people in positions want to like look at the actual real cause of stuff. They just want to look at the results. But it's we got to do better if we want a better world. Instead of like a lot of people are saying, just saying, oh well, forget it. This is just the end. They're gonna bring us to our doom. We better get these. We I heard somebody say they got a we got a fight these kids and make sure they get them back in, in the shape and stuff like that. I'm saying, okay, we're going to use discipline, which has definitely not, he- or not discipline, violence, which has definitely not helped anytime soon and try to use that to get these folks to get us to do what we want them to do. This is not going to work. Y'all ain't even thinking critically at all, but we got to do better and your feet kind of stink. Okay, so now it's 2018. What are some of um, the, the, have you had any growth this year? Was there any growth, any changes, were any good things, did any good things happen to you this year? And what do you want to see happen in 2018? Uh, 2017, I got a better paying job. So that was, that was growth. Um, I started the gym in 2017, so I guess that was growth. Um, um, I got more art. Uh, I got more people wanting to buy my art That's good. in 2017, and my goal for 2017 was to double my income. I didn't double it, but like I kind of halfway doubled it. So, like, it wasn't double, but it was it was getting there. Mm-hmm. If they would have gave me about three more months, I could probably double it. Yeah, um, yeah that's it. I don't know. All the yeah. That's it. Nothing else. Now, what do you want to see happen in 2018? Uh, in 2018, I want to make at least 50K. Okay. I got about 20K to go. <laughs> I want to make at least 50k. I want to to move finally to Memphis officially. Um and that's my only real goal. I don't really have any like my my long-term goal is to eventually go back to school and like the only way that I could do that to have the least amount of money paid out is if I live in Memphis for 12 if I live in Tennessee for at least 12 months then I'll be able to go to school for free yeah so like that's that's my end goal that's my goal yeah I'm trying to go back to school you know what? for my art ain't so, ain't so. I'm trying to go I'm trying oh, I'm trying to do my little Miss and so 2017. Um, I've got I grew a lot, uh, emotionally, learned a lot about myself. Um, what did you learn? I don't know. 
I'm not putting it on this podcast. It's not oh, that type no. of podcast. I'll talk about it later when we finish. Second, uh, my music, I was able to do more with that. To get a client or two, was able to grow musically. I've definitely grown musically, and this podcast has grown a lot. That it was one of my goals for the podcast to grow. Which it did. It definitely did. Yeah. We made it to over 1,500 followers on Twitter, which is amazing. Yes. Like, we almost at 2,000 followers, and we only follow about 600, so... That's great. That's crazy to me. I never expected that. Yes, and so that was really my goal for the for the podcast to grow when I had certain numbers in my head that I wanted to hit, and we hit those markers. And um, what else? Mm, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much been my main goals for last year. And my, um, I got my body the way I wanted it to be by the summer. That was good. Uh, now, this year... Um, I want to start saving up to uh eventually buy a house. I'm thinking about that. Hope I want to be out of this job if I can and find a good, greater, better paying job that is actually in my field. I'm looking for that. Um, I want this, this podcast to be global by the time this year is over. So we're working on that every day. Um, I want us to have some some guests some big guests on here and I, I really want to get the word out about talk it out and i want us to to be able to to do a lot of big things um also what else what else what else what else i think that's maybe the thing save up money to move out oh get my music uh ho- hopefully i can release an ep by this by this um this this year I should have an EP out by this year, and I'll let you guys know. And, um, yeah, we just all about making the moves because ain't no, obviously ain't nobody going to help us. Nobody going to help me because I'm black. Anybody going to help KT because she's poor. So we just got to do what we got to do. This has been uh, all over the place episode, but that's how we do it on Talk It Out Podcast. If you have anything you would like to add, make sure you hit us up on social media. Facebook at Talk It Out Podcast, Instagram at Talk It Out Podcast, and Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pod. Use that hashtag Talk It Out Pod for a retweet. Also, I want to shout out, um, shout out these people before we go. Our top three episodes this year was hashtag White Girls Winning, Protect Her, and Trump is Trash for Give Me That Cash. And so we thank you guys. Uh, we want to shout out our top cities. That listen, San Francisco, California, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, Northtown. I mean, New York, Germantown, Washington, D.C. And we get like almost 500 plays from the United Kingdom. And then like almost 400 in Canada. So who's our top listeners? Our top listener is uh, the PLP podcast. Let's shout them. Shout out to the PLP podcast. Shout out to Christy Suniga. Shout out to Natural Nubian Princess. Um, thank you guys. Y'all really showed that. Y'all listen to most of our episodes. Um, thank you to everyone who invited us on their podcast this year. I can't even think of everybody, but people off the head of my head is uh Derek from uh The Right Man. No. The Right Man Child and uh the Flagrant Podcast and um who else? Look at these guys. And the man podcast and uh Maggie Thought Show. I love that one. 
and um, everybody. I ain't got time to think about everybody. We got to go to the gym. But we thank you guys so much. It's been a lot of up and downs. We're still trying to figure this thing out. But I think this is a great run for 2017. We did a lot of great things and we made a lot of moves. We got the podcast website up. We got uh, merch. So it's it's nothing but up from now. So thank you guys. We love you. And God bless. This has been your girl, Gabby and Katie. And this has been Talk It Up. Talk It Up.